Welcome to the Aspen Chapel podcast with Nicholas and Heather Vesey. From Philippians 2, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Well, for me, Thanksgiving, and I know I'm English, but for me, Thanksgiving is a celebration of service. That first Thanksgiving uh, meal on October uh, 1621 was attended by 19 Native Americans and 53 pilgrims, and it was essentially a celebration of the harvest of that year, all the work that had gone into it. It's also suggested that the Native Americans brought deer that they'd killed to the event. In any case, all the work that had been done was celebrated as they gave thanks for what they'd received. And you can see on the bulletin the settlers serving the Native Americans uh, in that picture. This year, Thanksgiving is going to be very different for all of us. They'll not necessarily be the same people at the table. There's a sense of uncertainty about the future. And many of us have been through difficult experiences of one form or another over the year. But I think that these difficult experiences can prompt us into a direction that enables us to see more clearly the way ahead. I think our response to all that's happened over the last year has to be a determination to serve those around us. And that includes us as individuals and us corporately as the chapel. Individually, we have to be concerned about ourselves and those around us. We've all been worried about keeping well, about how to avoid financial problems, how to make sure our friends and family are looked after. All those thoughts tend to produce a great deal of anxiety, and to some extent, that anxiety is the main harvest that we've reaped in 2020. And so an appropriate response to that is to ask the question, how can I best serve those people around me? What is it that I can do to help? And that might include physical help, financial help, but also help in making sure that we can reduce the anxiety that those around us are feeling. The best way, I think, to deal with our own feelings is to focus on others and have compassion for what they're going through. And I think the same is true uh, for the chapel. We've gone through a pretty torrid year here, losing our ability to hold normal services on Sundays, our programs being decimated, and recently losing so many of our precious colleagues. 
The temptation, I think, is to focus on our woes, to analysing what we could have done better, and to do even more navel-gazing to try and make the pain of it all go away. But I think that that first Thanksgiving, with the inclusivity of there being so many Native Americans at the feasts, and all the hard work that produced the harvest, speaks to me of our need to serve our community at this time. And by our community, I don't just mean those who come to the chapel, but all of those who live in the valley and beyond. William Temple put it very aptly. He said, in essence, a church does not exist for its members, but for those who are not yet its members. Those who come to a church are really responding to a desire to be a community that serves and that does good for those around it. And therefore, I think that as a chapel, we have to be focusing not on what we've lost in terms of programs, the programs that we've all enjoyed, but instead begin to look even more as to how we can be a service to the greater community that's around us. And we are finding opportunities to serve. Aspen Family Connections have been providing food for those in need since the pandemic began. At first, the food distribution happened in the school with the organization serving between 150 and 200 families weekly. And when the school reopened, the distribution moved to buttermilk. And now the sea season is upon us. I'm delighted that the chapel can provide the space for this distribution to happen. And from last Wednesday and all through winter, the food distribution will happen from our parking lot. And it was amazing to see so many families come to the chapel grounds on Wednesday to receive help. Another issue that we picked up is that many of the AA, the Alcoholics Anonymous groups, have lost their premises where they usually meet. Ward Hounstein put out an email around the churches to see if anyone could help. And from next week, we'll be hosting two new groups on Mondays and Wednesdays here at the chapel. Because we have this space that's high and wide, a group of 15 people can meet socially distanced and safe. And they'll be following all the COVID guidelines and be masked and clean throughout. And that's on top of the normal outreach, which we continue to do. We're supporting the Holiday Baskets program at the moment. And many of you are using this to help families in the Valley who would otherwise not be able to afford presents in this holiday season. And there's a link to the leaflet on the front page of our website if any of you want to know more. Alongside this, the gallery's new show, Small Wonders, which is now opening, is partnering with the Holiday Baskets program and therefore supporting them financially. And we're serving as a collecting point for gifts when all that's brought together. And we're looking at the chapel for more ways to serve. If you see a need that you think we might be able to fill, do get in touch and we'll try to do what we can. For me, this is the way to look forward from here. How can we serve those around us? What is it the chapel can offer to our wider community? Yes, we can offer a perspective on living, our philosophy, our religion. But if 2020 tells us anything, it's that there are so many people in physical need 
And I think that should be our focus now. It's interesting that at the end of the 10 ox herding pictures that tells the story of enlightenment, the last picture shows the enlightened master going into the marketplace to serve. And I think that after all the work that we do on ourselves, it's that attitude of service that we end up with. Whether we like it or not, our purpose on this planet is one of service. Our task is to find the place where we can most effectively serve. One of the great realizations is that the purpose of being alive is to serve. And you can only serve while you're alive. Those three or four school years and ten, those are the only window through which you can serve this world. After that, you're dead. Your chance of making a difference is gone. So now is really the time. And that's why we engage in spiritual practice, I think, so that we can understand the true nature of reality and so be able to serve in a meaningful way. When you don't see the true nature of the universe, then your horizons end up being limited to your own self-interest. You're it, and therefore you try your best to get what you can out of existence. But when you begin to study the nature of spirituality, the essence of things, you begin to see the bigger picture. That it's not just about you, but you're deeply connected to the whole universe, and that the universe is all of one beingness, and that you are part of that beingness. And being part of the whole, you are by your very existence playing a part in the unfolding of that universe. And you can only play that part while you're alive. The word service means to render habitual obedience to, to minister, to give aid, to help, to show devotion to, to set a table, to serve at a table, to offer. And from the Latin servir, which means to be a servant, to be in service, to be devoted. We arrive at that realization that the purpose of our lives is to give ourselves to offers through this understanding. We don't do it to be pure. We don't do it to be holy, to appease God. We don't even do it to be good. No, the reason that we're here, the reason that we do all this spiritual stuff is to get to that realization that our purpose is to serve. And it's what Jesus means by loving the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. And that service is an act of love, of giving with no thought of a return. It's interesting that we've now taken the idea of a servant and made it something that relates to domestic service. It's not a very PC word nowadays, and yet... The nature of a servant from the reading is someone who gives him or herself in complete humility. He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance of a man. He, Jesus, humbled himself to become obedient to death, even death on the cross. And Jesus is often referred to as the servant king. This Sunday is known as Christ the king, but it's Christ the servant king. 
And it's out of that willingness to serve right up to death that marks him out as someone who's traveled the whole spiritual path right up to the realization that the end part of the spiritual path is service. And that service out of humility rather than service that tries to make ourselves important. Because the idea of service also goes with that of humility. C.S. Lewis famously said that humility is not thinking less of yourself, it is thinking of yourself less. It's not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking about yourself less. From the Latin humus, meaning soil, earth, which we literally are, we're literally earth, we're atoms thrown up by the Big Bang to become conscious. The universe conscious of itself. The universe conscious of itself in its relationship with the divine. Humility is our true response to the divine, to life. It puts us exactly in the right place with regards to everything that happens. That the words in the Lord's Prayer, Father of us, the one who's in the, in the heavens, hallowed be your nature. That is the essence. That's our response. It puts us in the right place. We naturally become the guest house that Rumi spoke of in his poem. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Again, the idea of service, as it says in that reading, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourselves. And that's why service is the end point of the spiritual life, because it comes from the heart. We arrive at a point where we want to go beyond our survival, where our consciousness has developed to a point of wanting to understand more deeply. And that deeper understanding comes not from the mind, but from the heart, from the compassion that leads to service. And that gives us a new connection with everything. That compassion connects us. And that becomes true service, a service out of love, a service with no expectation of return, a service born of humility. We have to be able to develop the wisdom to be able to know where we're to serve to see into the nature of reality in such a way as to realize where our contribution lies. And once we've developed that wisdom, once, as the Tao Te Ching says, the mud settles and right action arises by itself, then that service can take many different forms. In fact, it doesn't really matter what form the service takes because it is, in fact, the act of service. It's the act of loving the acting out of humility that makes a difference. In fact, it doesn't even matter who you're serving because it's not the action itself that counts, but the love, the act of humility, the act of service that makes a difference. It doesn't even matter what we do. It's the acting out of service that changes things. And, you know, I think that's a comforting thought because it means that we don't have to judge we don't have to judge what we do or measure the result of what we do because it's the acting out of humility and service that changes. 
no matter how high or lowly we may be in the hierarchy of life, what we do counts and makes a contribution. Why? Because the language of the universe is love. To give without expectation of return is to act as if we are one with the universe. And therefore, being on such intimate terms with the universe, we are immersed in it. We become love in our actions. So it's not what we do that matters, but the fact that we're serving. And if you're worrying about where to serve, then humility will also tell you where to serve. And it's that simple. It's just where you're needed. It's a response to where you perceive a need. Anything you decide to offer out of love is an act of service. So look around you where you can serve and look out in humility like Jesus, who being very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used in his own advantage, but rather he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. We have all of us that Christ nature within us. Jesus came to show us the potential for realizing that nature. And he showed us by giving us life, his life as an example. To serve is what it means to follow Jesus. And at this time of thanksgiving, let our act of thanksgiving be our service, whatever that takes. Thank you. So any, any thoughts from, from that? Well, just it so makes sense to me as, as, where, as where we're going to as a chapel and, and just like in the own trajectory of my life. It just, it's what I, I it resonates as, as being true and authentically where we're at. And it's interesting to me um, the difference between duty and service. Yeah. Like, do you, this, we're not talking about duty. Service, service arises from something it's very life-giving and it arises from something real and, and that's drawing us, that's, you know, beckoning us to what we've been beckoned to do. It's, it's that. And so I'm inspired to think about that. I love the idea that a tree, just by growing and arriving in a park or whatever it is, is serving just by its life. It, it exists there. It serves the birds that come in. It serves the worms. You know, its leaves fall onto the ground. It doesn't have to do anything. Its very existence is an act of service to the whole of, of life. And you can see that in, in all the different, you know, yeah. animals and things like that. They, they serve by their very existence. Exactly. It's so important to remember that, that we are enough. There's nothing to do to prove us. You know, we are, we're all enough. But it's like, what, what's arising in us to contribute? That's all. And um, it makes me think as well of Richard Raw's line, um, that your life's not about you, you're about life. And, and I, I notice um, more and more, really, that, the people that I really look up to and trust in terms of their leadership and, and this is why I, I trust, you know, Jesus as my primary teacher is it's the humility and the, and the service. Service and humility is, is where it's at, isn't it? <laughs> I can trust those people. It is the mindset, isn't it, that, to be able to carry that and to realize that in every single setting, wherever we are, you're sitting at home, you know, if you just look around, there is something you can do to serve. You know, us having this in this conversation, we either serve each other 
or we try to you know, outdo each other with what we say. You know, the music uh, that, that's produced it is an act of service in itself. You know, when we get up, you know, from the sofa or wherever it is, there's the act of, of helping the people around us. And having that mindset of service, particularly around Thanksgiving, where it's going to be, you know, a bit more difficult with, uh, you know, people around, less people around. You know, that idea that we're serving people is, is just such an important thing, I think. Yeah, that, that's, that's it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you feel moved to make a donation to the chapel, please go to aspenchapel.org. Thank you. And if you'd like to receive these podcasts regularly, subscribe to the Aspen Chapel through Apple, Google Play, YouTube, or any other outlet.